Welcome, 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 friends. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by Coach Stark Homes. In the market for a new home? If so, get a hold of Coach Stark today at CoachStarkHomes.com. I'm Johnny Venerable. It's Senior Bowl week. We've tapped in Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals, subbing in today, Bo Brock, Damon Dog, en route to Mobile, Alabama. So I had to get my fellow Cardinal podcast host, from across the pond to come join us today. Mr. Clancy, how are we doing on a Monday? Good, man. I appreciate you having me. It's good to see you. Good to see you. Yeah, I'm fired up. So we have done podcasts together. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, Bo is around, maybe Blake Murphy once upon a time, but I don't think you and I have ever done a podcast just true. simultaneously uh, one-on-one. Is that true, I you guess, think? I guess so. Better time than uh, No better time than now, Johnny. That That's right. Senior Bowl week, a lot to break down. Everybody crushing it already in the chat. Drop a like on this video. Of course, become a diehard. Go phnxcardinals.com. Again, boots on the ground. Damon Dog, Bo Brock, and route to Mobile. We will be bringing you sights and sound all week long, and they'll join us the rest of this week. Uh, but I get to talk to my man Alex about Championship Sunday, and I think, Alex, it's in the show title – It provided clarity as to who probably are the two best remaining teams in the NFL. But it also, in my opinion, provided clarity on like what the Cardinals should be doing come free agency. Now, I know you have a different take and you've got a different player in mind. But I don't know, man. When I see Justin Matabuke from the Baltimore Ravens and the destruction he put forth, albeit in the loss against Kansas City, and the fact he's only 26 years old, I saw that yesterday. I'm like, if the Ravens let him go, Number one, shame on them. And number two, the Cardinals better be ready to open the checkbook because they have nothing that even closely resembles that player for Baltimore. Yeah, you know, it's fascinating. Like, it would have been wildly different if the Ravens had won. You know, it's just like, okay, so you're going to run everybody back next year no matter what. This is it. You got your quarterback. You're going to go to the Super Bowl. You're probably going to go to multiple Super Bowls, rinse and repeat. And then you have veterans that come in like they've always done. But now it's like, well, they've paid Lamar, so does that force their hand to bring everybody back at this point? Is it like, well, we got our guy now, so we've got to kind of have this cocoon around him like they have up until this point? Or is it just like, well, let's see what happens and just go let everybody else test free agency because he's going to get paid and the Ravens would be dumb if they let him go. But, I mean, I just don't – there's no world where they blow it up, right? There's no world no. where they blow well, and they're going to lose. They're going to lose their. It sounds like their defensive coordinator potentially could be the next head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. He's he's interviewing tomorrow morning. I think if they lose him, that could be a nice opportunity for the Cardinals to have an inside track on a free agent that no longer has his coordinator. Listen, at the end of the day, it's like if he hits free agency, the Cardinals. There's no excuse for the Cardinals not to be in on him. Like he checks every box of what they need. He checks age. We've got a graphic here, metrics, statistics, everything. They have nothing like him. And that's why I think, like, I'm still very much of the mindset, Alex, like, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, right? When it, when it happens, awesome. When, when, if, like, I just see it, like, predetermined, like, PFF and everybody saying, no, he's going to hit the open market. How can you allow that to happen if you're Baltimore? Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, it's. They've been doing it for so long there, and they've been so close for so long that it's just that. Well, one thing is that I always uh, uh, coined the movie Rockstar, where there's just a different lead singer. It was Mark Wahlberg, and it's like it's yeah. going to sound the same. Doesn't matter who it is, it's going to sound the same. So with that, they draft his replacement. He's cheaper. He was a third round pick, anyways. I think he went seventy or seventy one overall. Yep. This is what Baltimore does. So on the flip side, it's like you've got Patrick Queen. You traded for Roquan Smith. You've got one of the best secondaries in football: Kyle Hamilton, Marlon Humphrey, etc. Why not just draft a dude? They've got help elsewhere where they don't necessarily need him for that defense to be as great as it was. He was a main cog, but he wasn't the only reason why. You know, he was Jordan Davis and and uh, Devontae Wyatt with all of the Georgia running uh, linebackers behind him when Georgia won the national championship. You know, so he was one of many. He wasn't the only one. So I could see that would be why maybe they let him walk. Yeah, you br- bring up a great point. They've invested already heavily, Steve Kime, very Steve Kime-esque, into their inside linebacking core, both with premium positions traded away for Roquan Smith. Patrick Queen was the first rounder, and then they've invested. They paid Roquan Smith. So uh, we've got a free agent profile here of Justin Matabuke. And, I mean, I, I again, I'll believe it when I see it. 6'3", 305, 
13 sacks, not as a career. No, no, no. That was this year. It was a career high, five sacks last year. So we really put it all together this year and what ended up being, uh, you know, a, a fairy tale season up until yesterday for Baltimore, you know, made the Pro Bowl this year, second team all pro, um, like legitimately checks every box for the Cardinals. 26 years old will be 27. So you assume you pay him over the course of a four or five year deal, you're getting his peak years. And then if you have to overpay when he's 30, 31, so be it. Hello, welcome to free agency. So I look at this, Alex, and I'm like, okay, the, the defensive line, worse than the NFL, personnel-wise. I think they were coached up absolutely by Gannon and company. You have somebody else in mind as it relates to who the Cardinals should target. Not that you're anti-Matabuke, but you believe that there's a, another player that could potentially, I think, has a better chance of being available than the Baltimore Ravens star defensive lineman based on his age alone. Yeah, and the interesting part, whoever they sign as a big-name free agent is automatically going to be the best defensive player the Cardinals have. So you're going to have yeah. that star power immediately, and you'll get paid like it, but you know, give your Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson, you know, whatever. The young star who comes in, regardless of position, corner, pass rusher, interior defensive line, is going to be the best player on the team, on that side of the ball. Now, yeah. my name, because, it's, because he's already gotten paid, and because he had a contract dispute going into this season – is Chris Jones. Now, mm -hmm. Chris Jones is 29, okay? We know that interior defensive linemen, guys with their hand in the dirt, guys who stand up outside, depending on scheme, can play beyond, okay? Aaron Donald is still playing an elite level at 32. With that, he's going to garner a lot of money, but nobody's paying him $30 million a year as a 30-year-old defensive lineman. So that, the Cardinals, and, and this is why, I've had, you know, on my show, I've had people root for the Chiefs to win. If they win a Super Bowl, he's gone. He's won, yeah. what, three? He doesn't need to be there anymore. Or two, I don't know mm -hmm. if he was there for the first one. I think he was. That's it. You don't need you don't need to prove anything else. Go get paid. Go do something else. Go build something else. And, and I think that would benefit the Cardinals greatly also, obviously depending on number and depending on if the Chiefs want to tag him or not, which is what the most likely scenario would be, I think, regardless of outcome of the Super Bowl. I will never complain if the Cardinals pursued that route. While I think it's unlikely given his age, I've also been of the mindset, Alex, like number one, free agency, you just you have to be willing to spend what it takes. Defensive linemen typically don't reach free agency like this. Like that's why I'm skeptical. Matabuke is gonna hit at 26, 27. Usually it's like you gotta roll the dice on guys who are later and have a little bit more mileage. He's still an elite player. I mean, you watch yesterday's game, and I know I know Lamar didn't play well, but it's like you watch that game. Cardinals could have had Lamar Jackson and Chris Jones, and they chose Josh Rhodes and, and Robert Kim DJ. I mean, think about that. Had an ample shot in the same drafts, respectfully. Rosen over Jackson, Kim DJ, a couple picks later, Chris Jones. Like, that happened. So, I, I'm with you. Like, he, he's a tone center. You'd have to get him 100% committed that it's not just cash and checks and, and mm -hmm. sitting back. And Gannon and Austin Ford would have to vet him. But, like, maybe – Maybe that market plays in your hand where he's like, okay, I know I'm not going to get a four or five year deal. What if I could get a, a surplus of money in a two to three year deal and we can front load it with a bunch of guarantees and okay, Chris Jones, go kick ass and take names for us for the next two seasons, you know, cement your legacy here out West, you know, with the Arizona Cardinals, a market that you're not super familiar with, help us continue this rebuild. If, if you could spin it like that to both parties, I would be open for it, especially like, we know we we think we know Cardinals are going to eventually draft a defensive lineman within you know a couple premium picks first three rounds hopefully mm -hmm. maybe you say okay we'll get Byron Joan Byron Murphy the second the kid out of Texas somebody like mm -hmm. that to come be the heir apparent like it's not my first choice but I like I'm, I would never sit here doing doing a podcast saying like oh I'm not excited about Chris Jones so but I think like we're in the ballpark very much of like this is the sandbox Alex that they have to be playing in yeah. And I and I I'm a firm believer that the Cardinals, if they have another offseason in draft like they did this past offseason, even though they punted during uh, free agency, obviously, this isn't going to be a you must overpay players to come play in Arizona. Correct. And I think what Jonathan Gannon and Monty Osford and the coordinators have done is shown this is big boy football now. The four last four years and the six years before that, that's not this. This is Arizona Cardinals in name only. Michael Bidwell has taken a step back, it seems. Let Monty Osford do what he does. Let us show you that this is different. And yeah, maybe you get a little extra cheese. Maybe you give him J.J. Watt contract with an extra 4 or $5 million a year because 
Chris Jones is worth it. And I know he's expensive, but overall, regardless of what they do in free agency and in the draft, it's going to make this team better. They just need to pick what path they want to take. And especially in free agency, which will open up, you know, the ideas and the clarity for what they're going to do in the draft, namely in the top, you know, six picks. It's about the guaranteed money in the years. Like I see, I, I get it. Like people in the chat, anti Chris Jones, because of how old he is. Yeah. But let me just ask you this, you know, Emily saying, I don't think he'd want to come to Arizona. I don't think he's the, you know, JG type old and expensive. All that could be true. Here's what is also true. Cardinals are going to try to make the playoffs next year. And yeah. you're a better team with Chris Jones on your defensive line in an attempt to make the playoffs than not. And it used the comparison of, of JJ Watt. And I think part of why JJ Watt was acquired was Vance Joseph and Cliff Kingsbury could, could not hold people accountable. So they had to get number 99 to do it. I think you could just get Chris Jones, just have come here and, and, and be a tone setter on our defensive line. Don't worry about anything else. And I, I think he could do that. And again, if you can get him on a two to three year contract, like, I, there, go look at, if you haven't already, everybody in the chat, everybody listening at home, overthecap.com, the Cardinals' financial commitments in 2025. The, like, I think I we vetted it on last week's show. Paris Johnson Jr. is like a top three player on his rookie contract. They, they have no financial commitments to anybody. So the biggest deterrent of signing a Chris Jones typically would be, oh, well, maybe you wouldn't be able to pay Trey McBride. No, you have no money committed to anybody. So this is the time. It's almost kind of like... Kime has set you up for failure time after time. But what he also did was he didn't draft anybody worthy of an extension outside of maybe Trey McBride, right? So if you think that way and you're already paying Kyler Murray, this is kind of your your one get-out-of-jail-free card, Alex, if you're Austin Ford. You can splurge in free agency one time, maybe two times, and then go draft and develop, pick your spots, be the Packers, be whatever, be the Chiefs, whatever you want to do. But like – you need to supplement talent. And this defensive line in a division with San Francisco and the, the LA Rams needs wholesale changes. Yeah. I mean, like, think of it this way. Like, the Cardinals need jet fuel for the next two years. Yep. They need something. They need a quick, calculated fix to skyrocket the talent level on this team, as you mentioned. Like, I know Chris Jones, 29, it's not ideal. And he's just an example of a guy. It could be a corner. Yeah. It could be a pass rusher. Like, you know, nowadays you can get veteran pass rushers like the Justin Houston package, one year, six mil, one year, seven mil, Jason Pierre Paul. Like you can get not guys specifically, but guys like that a few years younger where you can supplement this defense and actually put some talent onto it. They're going to have to overspend for a name this offseason. We don't know what position it's going to be. Could be offense, could be defense. We have no idea, but they're going to have to do it. And why not get a guy, the two that we mentioned in the first segment, like, could be a lot worse, and you have to pay him what seven, eight, ten million dollars more than what he's worth. And with, with what you mentioned, twenty twenty five, the Cardinals are going to be atop every list with cap space and, and flexibility. Yeah, I'm going to pull this up, um, producer Jacob. This is this is something that we addressed last week um, that Damon made for us, and I just wanted to reference it quickly today. Um, PFF did projections for defensive line, and look at some of these contracts. Like Chris Jones, four years averaging $30 million per year. Like that's not a sandbox the Cardinals would want to play in. But if that number comes down, right, if it goes down to three years and maybe $27 million per year, maybe that's a conversation. You front load it, pay him $35 million the first year. Who cares? Same thing with Matabuke. Like if there's a world in which Matabuke makes less money than Chris Jones as a 26-year-old, like that's a sandbox the Cardinals need to be playing in. Like, I'm a big advocate in Leonard Williams. I think he's been a good player on some middling teams. He's been around the block. Seattle thought he had a really good year, but guess what? Their defensive line coach just left. Their defensive coordinator is gone. Pete Carroll is gone. Like, Leonard Williams is going to be available if the Cardinals want to sign him. He he is not being re-signed tomorrow in Seattle. So looking at this list, Alex, it's like, do any of these names that we broke down last week, like, jump off to you that, okay, this is something where the Cardinals immediately get better and it's cost effective. I mean, unfortunately, my my most favorite name on that list is Christian Wilkins, but I the the Dolphins would be insane to not bring him back. For um, sure. Culture guy, he will he may if you ever come and join the Cardinals, he may trump DJ Humphreys is the best interview you know in the last decade. Like he's just he's a character, he's a personality. Yeah. Um, players love him, and he's and he's an absolute baller. The thing is, like, no, Chris Jones at thirty million, of course not. Um, th- that's just not something that 
the uh, the Chiefs aren't going to pay. I don't know if anybody's doing that. By the way, I don't know if anybody's doing that. No, nobody's doing. It's just it's it's ridiculous. Now, Daniel Hunter maybe, but he's you know he's up and down. Like the Cardinals don't need to go sign the most expensive guy. They just need to get a couple guys who are good at football on the defensive line. Like, and I don't. That's not a backhanded, you know, anything towards the roster wasn't constructed defensively to be elite this year by any stretch. So it doesn't have to be super splashy. It doesn't necessarily have to be cost effective for this year. They just need to completely rebuild everything that's been broken. And that was step one last year. Now it's step two. It's actually infusing talent in necessary spots. You know, I follow me on this analogy. It's like if, if you're building a home and you have to house your family in the short term, you're going to put your family up at a nice hotel where they're comfortable, where there's an all-inclusive buffet, right? Maybe there's a pool for the kids, and that's going to cost money while you're building your house. And that's what free agency is. It's I have to go spend on the defensive line while I build the infrastructure of our team and our defensive line through the draft, and it's going to take one to two years. It's going to take six to eight months to build our house. But I want to make sure my family, I want to make sure Kyler Murray and Nick Rallis and Jonathan Gannon, everybody's comfortable in the meantime that we're setting ourselves up for success. We're not going to go, you know, live in a, you know, with all due respect, you know, a cardboard box or something like I want to make sure people are comfortable. We can afford it. And guess what? The Cardinals can't afford it, but they need to be creative. Now this is a, a creative recommendation here. Don dollar 99 super chat Trade for Jeffrey Simmons. How about it? So that's the former defensive line for Austin Ford. He's currently with Tennessee. Now, he got a contract extension in 2023, but they are seemingly blowing it up with their coaching staff. Now, Ron Carthon, did he do that extension when he got there? That's an interesting point, Alex, for a team that is rebuilding. He was a multi-pro bowler. He is like Matabuka, only 26. The problem with that is, and I'm interested to get your take on this as a whole, what are your what are your thoughts, your morals on on trading some of these cardinal premium picks for proven players, just in general? It depends. Um, twenty seven. I've gone up and down so many times with that where it's like, can you get a corner at twenty seven? Can you get a pass rusher at twenty seven? Probably not because they're expensive. Like the positions the Cardinals need, if they haven't gotten paid yet, who they're trading for? If it's you know young guys, things like that, or guys that just got a contract, all of them are expensive premium positions on defense. Corner, interior defensive line if you're really good in pass rushing. So, yeah. uh, you know, you could look at – I mean, I I would assume that you'd agree with me here, but I'm not sure. Like, ain't no way they're drafting all three of those third-round picks. Something's going to happen. You know, I think like, that's, that's the sweet spot. If you, could, yeah. if you could get a proven player, maybe not a star, but, like, I've used this example. I've kind of heard this in the tea leaves. Like, they want to trade for a veteran corner that's – maybe out of the timeline of the team that they're with that's expensive that could come here and be CB1 because I it sounds like they don't love the free agent cornerback market mm-hmm. and I think there's a better chance that they spend on the defensive line and then trade for a corner and yes absolutely like those three third rounders one of those can go to somebody for like if Darius Slay became available again right. or somebody of that caliber under 30 that's making a lot of money for a team that either has new people involved. There's a ton of those guys around the NFL. The kid out of New Orleans, uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Um, it, yep. like he's somebody I think the Cardinals will have interest in if he becomes available. Um, the one thing, like the 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 greatest unknown in this is how many Philadelphia players are coming here. Sure. Like, is Fletcher Cox gonna play two years here and retire here? Is Brandon Graham gonna come here? How much mm-hmm. are they gone from the Nick Sirianni project? And say, you know what? I remember when I enjoyed playing defense, and it was with the two guys who are now the head coach and defensive coordinator. I'm not saying it's going to happen by any right. stretch. I'm not saying they're going to give Fletcher Cox $15 million at 33. That's not what I'm saying. This can be whatever Jonathan Gannon and Monty Ostro want it to be. And if they need solid guys that they trust in the locker room and on the field who can fit immediately into this scheme, that could be some of the jet fuel the Cardinals could use. And maybe Brandon Graham and, and – uh, Fletcher Cox aren't the greatest examples because they are older, but they have been right. very good at their position for a very long time. Listen, if you if they did one year flyer contracts, everybody give me grief. Like I'm not saying trade a third for Slay. I know he's old at 33, right. but that kind of like somebody when the Eagles got him, he was in his like late 20s, early 30s, and they traded a third round pick for him. That kind of trade, but 
I'm with you. I think there's a better chance maybe if they add from Philadelphia, they add from the back seven. Here, like Derek Barnett was available, and I know he wasn't like a game breaker. He went to Houston, and I pushed for this, and Bo kind of dismissed it. And he 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 was great for them. He was a key cog down the stretch that helped them win games. Gannon Austin Ford had a chance to take him with the pass rush completely invisible and said no. So I listen, there a lot of pressure is going to be on them to improve that defensive front seven. And I I, I think the, the the mindset in free agency will be we're going to spend wisely, but at the same time, we know we can't sit back and let free agency come to us. Well, like, yeah, they're, the, they're going to need to be on those first couple waves. Yeah, absolutely. And they'll need to double up in the draft. Like this isn't like, oh, yes. sign free agent defensive tackle, and then you don't have to do that in the draft. Like the Cardinals need to have – the Cardinals need a strength, Johnny. They Anywhere yeah. aside yeah. from tight end and running back. And, and quarterback, they need they need a strength and safety. Yeah. They don't have a strength. So if they – so I, I use this as an exercise. Say they draft Marvin Harrison Jr. at four, fine. Say they draft a corner in the second and the first and the third round – Fine. If they draft a corner at 27 and their first pick in the second round, fine. It doesn't matter. Like, as long as you're not drafting a running back, a quarterback, or, you know, a, a, or a tight end, everything is on the table. And I know you made a wonky – you did a a, um, a mock draft with two, two wide receivers in the first round. It's like that wouldn't be the most insane thing that's happened to the Cardinals in the last decade. For sure. And it would work. Uh, and it would benefit this team, even though it's – I know it was an exercise to piss off Bo, I'm sure. All right, we're gonna. Everybody wants to ask you about Marvin Harrison Jr. Your stance on that? You've been very outspoken. We're gonna we're gonna get to that here in a second. But first, I want to tell everybody: if you're looking for money, if you're going to the big game, first of all, congratulations. Vegas is a fantastic place to watch the big game. But if you need a little extra coin off of those big game tickets, we're gonna hook you up with our friends at the Game Time Game Time app right now. Use the bonus code Vegas100 for a hundred bucks off the big game. Like, listen, I don't know about you. I would love an extra 100 bucks to play around in Las Vegas. Am I right? And again, if you're not going to the big game and you just want some money off, we've got concerts. Um, of course, the Suns right now, they're playing good basketball. 20 bucks off using the bonus code PHNX. I do not buy my tickets anywhere else since I started using game time. Since I came to the Valley, the East Valley. And I'm going to tell you, not only can they do concerts, playoff games, they've got parking passes. They've got flash deals. Like, have you ever seen those flash deals on like other websites where it's like, right, this last minute, lowest price? That's what the game time can get you. you they, they also do event cancellation protection, job loss protection. It's fantastic. It's the only place. It's a call to action. Take your buddies out, take your friends out. And if you're going to the big game, take a hundred bucks off the big game ticket with Vegas 100. Terms and conditions apply. All you got to do is. Download the Game Time app today. And again, if you're not going to the big game, you're watching it on TV. If you got a concert the Saturday before, 20 bucks off that purchase. PHNX is your bonus code. Uh, download the Game Time app. Last minute tickets, tickets, lowest price guaranteed. From saving money on tickets to maybe saving money on your next home purchase, this is the only Cardinal show this week of Senior Bowl coverage. Let me tell you, repeat that. This is the only Cardinal show this week that is securing you Senior Bowl coverage with our guy, Coach Starks, at Coach Stark Homes. He is the president, Chris Stark is, of Coach Stark Homes with West USA Realty, uh, a high school basketball coach and an educator for over 20 years before real estate. He's got 12 years as a varsity coach. He's embedded here in the Valley. He values relationships, and he's an avid listener of the podcast, and he's going to help you. If you're in the market for a home, I am. I need help. I need to help navigate these rates. I need to know who to go with. I need people I can trust. Coach Starks is going to help you. He's worked with clients from Buckeye to Maricopa to Tucson. It is a hotbed now. Everything I follow every Instagram account when it comes to homes, when to buy, what to do. This is the guy to get hooked up with his team right now. First class. Get a hold of, hold of Coach Starks today. He's going to help you out. His number, I'm going to give it to you, 623-695-3929, or you can check him out online, Coach Stark Homes. Dot com. Follow him. He's an avid Cardinal fan at Coach Stark Homes. Everybody wants the cohesiveness of a local guy that's a Cardinal fan, that's a football fan, that speaks their language. That's what Coach Starks can do. Is Alex Clancy speaking my language? Because I'm ride or die Marvin Harrison Jr. at pick four. Uh, yeah, okay, I'm going to give you the floor. 
So you've been on the record. You're a little iffy on what the Cardinals should do. In a perfect world, what would you do at pick four for the Arizona Cardinals in the upcoming 2024 NFL draft? Disclaimer, if the Cardinals draft Marvin Harrison Jr., I'm going to high-five the next person closest to me. Okay? Fair. So let's not – this isn't an anti-Marvin Harrison Jr. stance at all because, I mean, he could be, you know, a transcendent next Larry Fitzgerald. All of it. I get it all. Yeah. The Cardinals wide receiver room, in my humblest of opinion, Johnny Venerable, is like the third biggest need, even with how it sits now. Okay? The interior defensive line is god-awful. The pass right. rush is non-existent, and it's only less non-existent than every single cornerback in that room, not named Garrett Williams when he's healthy. So what the card and the offensive line too. So what the Cardinals, this is the final dagger from Steve Kime, where I've said for five, six years, seven years, the Cardinals have never eaten their vegetables. Ever, ever. They've never done the right thing. They haven't done Tristan Wirfs or CD Lamb in that draft. They didn't draft Greg Newsom. They drafted Zayvon Collins. They yep. didn't. Do it right. Mm-hmm. So now the perfect scenario for me would be to find a team who would trade up to that spot. Like ideal <laughs> in a vacuum scenario, Jim Harbaugh may want to trade up and draft Marvin Harrison Jr. Like we don't know who, how people see Malik neighbors, how close he is to Marvin Harrison Jr. Really when push comes to shove. Because Jim Harbaugh's going to want to make a stand. Keenan Allen's getting older. Mike Williams is always hurt. They don't have a wide receiver one there. What if a future first is worth it for Jim Harbaugh to move up, splash play, first draft as a head coach, and the Cardinals can move back one spot, draft Joe Alt, and have a future first? Like, that's ideal for me. That's probably not going to happen. But I still think that the Cardinals need to look at different spots to potentially trade down, draft the left tackle of the future, if they're going to keep Paris Johnson to the right, draft the best pass rusher, something that will make this team immediately better on interior or on either of the offensive or defensive lines, personally, it, as unsexy it is. But if they draft them, they draft them, and it's going to be awesome. Okay, but the Larry Fitzgerald held that work out not well. It didn't work. Like, he's, the, he's one of the greatest wide receivers in the history of football. They got everything else wrong for the majority of his time here. So it worked great for us, but not necessarily for the team for team building purposes, even though, you know, obviously he's one of the greatest ever. I respect your opinion. Uh, This is why we bring Alex, among others, onto this podcast. I am a huge advocate in taking in difference of opinion, discussions, multiple podcasts. The more coverage and the more insight we can have on this team, the better. Um, and And I am with you. A lot of people don't know this, even though I'm the resident of the Marvin Harrison Jr. fan club on this show. Joe Alt is my second favorite player in this class. He has been. Um, and so I I think you're going to probably get your wish if Marvin goes three over, third overall. I think the Cardinals will trade down at that point. Yeah. And it was interesting. You know, I was watching the, the Lions game before they blew it yesterday. And they have two first-round offensive tackles. And and I, I would say Paris Johnson Jr. projects to be very much on um, – Taylor Decker's level as a left tackle, right tackle, and and Panay Sewell. C- can you get Alu Fashion or Joel to, to perform like that? That's asking a lot, but that's what you're hopefully projecting to. And they they beat the holy hell out of the Niner front and, yeah. and dominated them on the ground. And I watched that yesterday, and I said, okay, that's enticing to me. They got Amon Ron St. Brown late. You know, They have a, a phenom tight end, as do the Arizona Cardinals. David Montgomery projects very much like James Conner. You could get another back like... I can wrap my head around it. I also think, you know, the Detroit Lions didn't have a chance to, to draft Jamar Chase, so they took Panay Sewell, right? So if the Cardinals don't have a, a chance to draft Marvin Harrison Jr., I'm with you. Like, they need to consider that. And I go back and forth. Like, I have legitimate concerns, Alex. Not that this team can't find one later. If you take a tackle in the top 10, whether it's at four or you trade back, what is going to be left at the receiver room mm-hmm. at pick 27 and 35? That's scary because I look at every mock draft, all the receivers are gone by 15, 17, 20. Whereas there are a bunch of tackles still available at 27 and 35. So while I disagree, I do think that like it's a good problem to have. The Cardinals have put themselves into getting an impact player. There's not a defensive lineman that's worth the fourth overall pick. It's going to be either a tackle or a receiver. But at the end of the day, like I can, I can wrap my head around trading back. Now, my only pushback would be 
and I see some of this in the chat is you just got burned with trading back last year in the sense that we thought that Houston pick would be better. Mm-hmm. Now I know that they, they got more for it and they're going to reap the benefits of that. And 27 could be a damn good player still, but it would be hard for this fan base, even to trade back with like the, you know, the chargers or somebody like that. Like those teams, I, I think are going to turn it around next year. So at this point, it's like you've endured this kind of season. You've won eight games in two years. Like your fan base deserves a, a player of the caliber of Marvin Harrison Jr. In my opinion. Yeah, no, I, and I, it, it's right. I get it. I get it. I'm a huge Troy Franklin guy who is mocking at the end of the first round, the, the stud from Oregon. Um, I, this is what it comes down to. And this is what Monty Osford and Jonathan Gannon know because of their extensive history with yeah. the scouting, et cetera. What gap is wider? Marvin Harrison Jr. with the rest of the receivers and Joe Alt and Olu Fashino and the rest of the offensive linemen. Because that's going to be the determining factor. Like if they think they can get a receiver at 27, that is going to be 80% of what Marvin Harrison is. And you can get a bookend tackle right or left side, depending on where they do with Barry Johnson Jr. And you're set and forget for the next decade. That's that's why I, I have trouble just going to sleep at night saying, oh, it's Marvin Harrison Jr. That's it. Like you got to think about these things. When it's so obvious, you got to think about it. Now, on the other thing, offensive linemen, I call it the Nate Solder effect. A lot of high-paid offensive linemen in free agency fail a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very difficult to stomach that when you're really trying to rebuild here and you bring in a guy to play left tackle and he ain't it. Because right. if he were it, the team would retain him that he had. And the whole thing about Penny Sewell and Jamar Chase, dude, it's like Joe Burrow's been hurt three times since Jamar Chase got drafted. It's like, cool, they made a Super Bowl once. And what happened? He didn't have enough time to throw the ball to Jamar Chase after getting sacked eight times the game before to get to the Super Bowl. Like, you know, it's it's not an exact science here. It's not. And Kyler Murray, there's a tweet out today. I didn't have to get it in time for the show, but there's a tweet out today. I can't remember who put it out. It's very pro Kyler Murray and how dominant, borderline dominant the Cardinals were when he came back and mm-hmm. how well he was playing toward the stretch. Well, he had two first round tackles and I thought his protection was was solid and his efficiency benefited from that. So I they need to have a a contingency plan on what they're going to do now with Humphreys gone. Cause I think very much like DJ Humphreys was going to play left tackle for this team again in 2024. Had he not blown out his Achilles? Um, I think his career is done with the Cardinals now. So it's like Kelvin Beecham can start a couple games here and there. I think you move Paris over to left tackle unless you take Alu Fashu or Joe Alt, but I a hundred percent, you cannot dismiss the fact that number one, Kyler Murray is undersized and number two, he's been hurt. And so you need ample protection for him. And I'm with you. Like, I don't I don't think the solution is let's sign a guy in free agency. I think the best case scenario for this team is you get Marvin Harrison Jr. at four and you get a Jordan Morgan or somebody who projects to be a plus right tackle at 27. Kelvin Beecham goes into camp, the starter at right tackle. We've seen him do it. Let the rookie earn that spot. Paris moves over to the left side. You probably have a couple bumps the first week, couple weeks of the season. You outgrow that, and then you benefit from it, you know, Halloween onward. Like that, that to me is probably the best case scenario. But again, they're at the mercy now, and that's why this pick 27 is very difficult to stomach, Alex. Like I see people in the chat, they should use a third rounder to trade up. I have no issue with that. If they want to move from 27 to like 21, 22, and, and jet set one of their thirds, that that to me is go get your guy. And Austin Ford, by the way, did that last year going up and getting Paris again. The Stockholm syndrome is almost worn off with Steve Kime. It's it almost gone where it's like, can I trust this guy? I really trust Steve Kime, even though he had no business doing it. Like Monty Osborne is a madman. Yeah. Three to 12 to six, not giving up the future first that he just attained. Not giving up their second round pick. He gave Houston second round pick. He had for three minutes to move back up to six. The fact that they've got picks, not only for 2024, but 2025. Like, it could be very – but before you get to the draft, I feel like we're going to know the blueprint or the the big board really going into the draft when they add pieces during free agency. It's like, okay, yeah. well, they've they added two corners. Okay, you're probably not looking at Kool-Aid McKintree at 27 anymore. You're probably looking at, you know, a different position. If they bring in an offensive lineman who's a veteran that, you know, a team-friendly deal like Kelvin Beecham was, that was one of Steve Kimes' best best signings. He gave him, what, $4 million or, you know, for two years? Like, it was insane. Mm-hmm. 
Um, a lot more is going to become clear after free agency. But yeah, listen, draft Marvin Harrison Jr. And then you know what? Go. Yeah. Trade away your future second. Do Trade away do whatever you want. Yeah, because they're going to have so much money in free. If you nail the draft, it doesn't matter what future picks you have. That's you know collateral to be able to go and get, as you mentioned, just go get a guy that you want this year. You have no idea what next year is going to bring. Don, $1.99. Thank you so much, Don. Paris at left tackle, get a right tackle at 27. I would be shocked if Paris Johnson Jr. does not move to left tackle this offseason. I know he's studying Lane Johnson at right tackle. Paris Johnson Jr., number one, projected to be a left tackle. You just ha- so happen to have DJ Humphreys. He projected to be a left tackle. I also think, no disrespect to right tackles, but Alex, you know, they traded a third, like the 34th overall pick to go back up and get Paris. I don't know if you invest the pick six and pick 34 on a right tackle, somebody who doesn't protect Kyler Murray's blind side, especially now with what's what's gone on with Humphreys. I I think I think we're gonna open up off-season workouts and he's going to be on the left side and they'll be better for it long term that doesn't mean they still can't get a first round tackle but uh yeah to your point they're going to be they're going to be showing uh the tea leaves here this offseason speaking of showing tea leaves we round up most recent mock drafts on this show and uh, it's been very pro marvin harrison jr did that continue today this is from cbs sports fresh off the championship sunday josh edwards the top five Caleb Williams, number one, no shock, goes to Chicago. Washington, this is the shock. Jaden Daniels, second overall. Is there real momentum here? You love to see that. Drake may, of course, fall in the Patriots' lap. And then back-to-back picks, MHJ, Marvin Harrison Jr., and then Brock Bowers at five to the Chargers. I disagree. I think um, Jim Harbaugh 100% is going to go with an offensive lineman. You look at his track record, and he's got personnel control now. Um, There has not been a mock draft that I've seen Alex Clancy that has – had Marvin Harrison Jr. drop beyond pick four. It does feel like now we're pending combine offseason workouts. Like, do we already know who the major players are in these top three to four picks, in your opinion? Yeah. I mean, you know, all offseason. And I saw you tweet about it a couple of days ago. I've, I've been, the Cardinals needed a third quarterback somewhere yeah. to make this happen. And they found it immediately. Like, uh, Jane Daniels, and we'll see what happens during his pro day. I don't know if he's going to be at the combine. I don't know why he needs to. His stock's never been higher after winning mm-hmm. the Heisman, kind of by yeah. default, because everybody else kind of fell by the wayside. Um, the fact that there isn't a fourth quarterback, it's it, it's it's selfish and it's greedy, but you just hope that there's a chance that there's a fourth quarterback. It, but, you know, even with that, maybe Martin Harrison Jr. is just a guy. And, 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 and that's fine. Again, he's going to make the team better. Him and Trey McBride, the only, like, the, another issue I have is, like, do you need a wide receiver one in Drew Petzing's offense? Like, do you absolutely need one? Do, I mean, do you need what wide receiver by committee and Trey McBride and two good running backs in Kyler Murray? Like, I, I don't know. And who knows how long Drew Passing is going to be here for? But still, I like, just I think Malik, if Malik Neighbors was the number one receiver in this class and he was the quintessential top five pick, I think we can have that conversation. Yeah. And you just say, you know what? I'm going to go tackle. Yeah. Marvin, Marvin transcends this draft. He would have been the top player in last year's draft. I just, you get these guys. That, are, that come along every like five to seven years. And you're just like, no matter our needs and the Cardinals have a needed receiver, like we have, we have to take them. And I believe that that's where they have MHJ slotted. Fair. That's fine. And you know what? And that it's going to be great. And he's going to wear 18 in red and it's going to be yeah. a lot better than AJ green. You know, it's, 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 it's going to be better. It's going to be. Yeah. And it, again, like he's got somebody endorsing him, not that he needs it in Paris Johnson jr. Yeah, like it. It took forever. The Cardinals finally put two and two together and said, you know, if we draft these players from these major universities at premium positions, it'll probably work out. Tackle, receiver, pass rusher from Alabama, Ohio State. It's like Steve Kime going undersized, under small school guys, not premium positions. It's like, hey, guess what? That that didn't work out. Uh, so back to back picks from from Ohio State. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a nice way to, to be living. Speaking of a uh, nice way to be living, check out our friends at Desert Financial Credit Union, the official credit union of the Arizona Cardinals and the venerable household for more than 84 years. Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union. I was bebopping around town after my son's flag football game on Saturday. I said, I need to take some cash out to pay the babysitter. And guess what? Desert Financial Credit Union on the spot, just down the street, Tons of locations help you get your money fast and efficiently. Checkings, savings accounts, mortgages, loans, 
credit card, investment options, and more. And the best part is you can represent the Red Sea with the Arizona Cardinal Visa debit card. Show your team spirit today. Open up a free checking account online and get Arizona Cardinal Visa debit card. The Arizona Cardinal Visa debit card is available at desertfinancial.com slash cardinals to get started. And if you're waiting to get started with our friends at BetMGM, what are you waiting for? You missed out on Championship Sunday. Now, my parlay busted. I'm working on a new BetMGM Bet5 Get 158 parlay. I think I'm going to go the under in the big game as well as I like the Chiefs' money line. I'm not going to go against Patrick Mahomes, at least not today. You can't go against our guys and gals at BetMGM Bet5. Get 158 with the bonus code PHNX. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on your iOS Android device or check them out betmgm.com sign up and deposit at least five bucks in your newly created account place a wager in any amount at least five dollars on a standard odds price you're going to get 158 in bonus bets regardless of the outcome of your wager again what are you waiting for check out the show notes for full details now listen to my guy damon dog talk about it in the disclaimer 778 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y 467369 New York. 1-800-327-5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT STEP ARIZONA. 1-800-BETS-OFF IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 Puerto Rico in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Senior Bowl week. Keep it locked in here with Alex Clancy, Johnny Venerable today, Damon Dog, and Bo Brock en route to Mobile for Senior Bowl coverage. Don, another super chat, $1.99. Alt or Alufashnu. Or Marvin Harrison Jr., Kyler is a happy man regardless, Alex. I would say Kyler Murray would probably be happy with any of those selections. Uh-oh, you're muted, my guy. Didn't want to mess up the live read. Um, yeah, he's got a new head coach, a new GM. I think he's happy anyways. I've never seen him smile more since he became an Arizona Cardinal. So, yeah, I mean, this is truly a choose-your-own-adventure for Monty Austin for. You have the Play-Doh, and you can build whatever you want. Like, and yeah. it's, there's no pressure. It's just, okay, go do it. Let's so, do yeah, it. you'll be happy no matter what. Uh, I'm happy Senior Bowl week, which I think uh, is really the kickoff of draft season. Like, we've been doing mock drafts on this show, Alex, since October because, well, the Cardinals had one win before Kyler Murray returned. So it seemed very appropriate. But now, I mean, we're talking about hand sizes. That gets me fired up. We're talking about physicality. And uh, we're talking about the Senior Bowl. Anybody on your radar? I know, you know, Michael Wilson was a senior bowl darling of the Cardinals this time last year. A lot of people didn't know who he was. Then, boom, the Cardinals make him a top 100 selection. Is there any player or position that you're watching closely for the Cardinals this week? Yeah, uh, there's two names. Um, I'm glad you brought this up. So, Xavier Leggett from South Carolina. Yeah. 6'3", 1,300 receiving yards, only had seven touchdowns. The dude is shot out of a cannon in space. He's big. I feel like we're going to be in the generation of big wide receivers for the Cardinals moving forward with your gadget guys that they already have on the roster. And then the other guy who, you know, who's mocked to go in the top 96 is Ennis Rakestra, cornerback from Missouri. Uh, he's not huge, but the dude is an absolute baller on the field. He's a he's a glue guy who can make impact right away. And um, the Cardinals need as many of those guys as possible. And then obviously Byron Murphy, the second. Uh, see what he can do, see if he's a guy that'll drop. He's a very popular name mocked around the Cardinals picks, you know, yeah. the third round. So it'll be interesting to see what, what these guys, but you always get those diamonds in the rough. Um, and I trust Monty Ossifort implicitly to be able to find said diamonds in the rough. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. The senior bowl last year was respectfully kind of looked at as a down year for the senior bowl, frankly. And this year, it could not be more opposite. So ESPN took a poll of how many Senior Bowl first-rounders they would be. So last year, I think there were only two to three first-rounders that came from the Senior Bowl. Um, this year, they said as many as nine and a half over-under could go in the first round. Obviously, you just mentioned Byron Murphy the second, who I think is going to be a top-20 pick. I'm with you. Like, mm -hmm. I... I don't like I love our friends at PFF. He's like always available on day two of the draft. Like, no, no, no. He he he's a dominant player. I think he's gonna go in the first round. I would have no issue if the Cardinals loved him at 27. Uh Troy Fatanu from Washington. Um, I think is gonna be a first rounder. Michael Penix and Bo Nix could definitely go in the first round. There were only two first rounders from the senior bowl that has a chance to quadruple this year. So it just shows you like. 
The competition, and this is where Monty Austin Ford played his cards right, no pun intended. The competition this draft season is infinitely more than last year. Like these guys, Alex, are going to the Senior Bowl to distinguish themselves so that they can secure a high pick. Last year, it felt very much like we were checking boxes. Like, okay, we know there's probably like 10 to 12 true first-rounders, and then there's a drop-off. It's a reason the Cardinals traded up for Paris Johnson Jr., the quintessential top left tackle. This year, it's like we know who the blue chip of the blue chips are, the quarterbacks, the receivers, the tackles. Then there's a group of like 40 guys that could go, like could be perceived from pick 15 to like 50. And if you're trying to make your money as a draft pick, like you're in Mobile this week. Yeah, you know, it's 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 so wild. You see it a lot more in basketball because you have the one and done rule where it's like you want a 19 year old who's going to be a project for three years. Or do you want a senior who's going to come in and be able to ball right away and play defense yeah. at, the end, at the NBA level? That's kind of what you're looking at with the senior bowl. With NIL, people stay in college a little bit longer. You can make some cheese during your stay. And then you have these guys who can come in and be ready a lot, a lot further along than a guy who was only in the in college football for a couple of years. Now, transferring a bunch of times obviously compounds that. But Michael Wilson came in. This, the game was never too fast for him from yeah. the jump. He got his opportunities. He got on pace with Joshua Dobbs, and then it took a couple games with Kyler Murray. But when they were there and he was healthy, he was ready. And the Cardinals need guys who are ready. So I think looking at a guy who's, heaven forbid, 23 instead of 21, and you have a guy who can come in and maybe shorten the curve, the learning curve, at, at the NFL level, it would massively benefit the Cardinals. So they should definitely be, and I know that there are a lot of coaches for the Cardinals out there because you need ready-made guys who are going to be able to make an impact in 2024. 2023, yeah. three pass. Yeah, the middle of the roster needs needs a lot of bodies. They need guys that, you know, as cliche as it sounds, like the next Michael Wilson's of, you know, defensive line is uh, D. West in the chat saying, third round, Michael Hall Jr. is still there. Would you take him? He's a defensive lineman. He tackle Ohio State? Absolutely. If he tests well and they think he fits his system. Like, if, if you play for a Power 5 conference and your school is of relevance, in my opinion, and you stood out and you test well and project well, like those guys are always going to be my first priority. I know Eli's kind of joking around. No more Byron Murphy. He's like, Byron Murphy was overdrafted, but he's still a good NFL player. Byron Murphy, the second, is a dominant defensive lineman. Like Byron Murphy, the corner, was never a dominant player at the collegiate level. And it was also hampered by, he was drafted over Debo Samuel and A.J. Brown. Like that, if Byron Murphy goes in the third round, that's a much better pick. But yeah. I, yeah, I, I am bullish on this class. I'm bullish on this game. I think, again, we've got coverage this week. This is going to be a week, as you mentioned, Alex, the Cardinals are going to get their hands on everybody not named Marvin Harrison Jr. and Joel. Like, this is where conceivably pick 27 through the end of day three could be fortified. And if you go to the Senior Bowl, number one, I think you have a competitive advantage. You're trying to help yourself, and you're not afraid of exposing yourself. And also... You're you're there to showcase to the you know Monty Austin Fords of the world like I may fit for what you want to do. I mean, say what you want about Steve Kime, it is the greatest parting gift that that man ever gave this organization. Trey McBride somehow mm-hmm. fell to them in the second round. I mean, their best two pass catchers came from the Senior Bowl each, each of these last two years. Yeah, you know it's and and with that, like because there's so much meat in the sandwich, as it were, in the middle rounds. That just lends me to think, Johnny, like, if I were to ask you right now, if the Cardinals, is Monty Osifort more likely to trade up or trade back from 27? And say, I, if they didn't trade for a player, like, second round is I wide think, open. I think the only reason I would say trade up is he would like to keep that fifth-year option intact mm. on that said player. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you could trade back from 27 to, like, 31, 30 or 31. I would be... I think they want that extra year of financial flexibility. I think there's a better chance trading down from pick 35 like they did last year with Tennessee. I would stick and pick or trade up from 27 and then at the start of round two, take phone. Maybe Michael Penix is available. Take phone calls. Make sure, Let people come up. That, they did that with Will Levis last year. And by the way, they got B. Joe Gilari, and now Tennessee's pick is top 70, so in the third round. So, I, so many different avenues they could go. It's um. There's no wrong way to do it unless you draft a quarterback at four. <laughs> you know, like there's no there's this is going to make the team. Like I was I was thinking uh, last week I, I did a show and I was like, how many players are actually going to be on the roster 100 percent in 2024? Like 20, 
Yeah, the rookies from last year and the the made men of Kyler Murray and James Conner. Baker. Yeah, like in, you know, Jalen Thompson. I mean, like very few. So if it depends on what they want to do, if they want to go out in free agency and make a splash, or if they want to turn those six first, you know, top ninety five picks into nine and draft guys in that you know in that arena and be able to just be like, okay, this is this is the foundation for the future. Go get them, kids. I mean, it's going to be fascinating. Or you could just stick and pick and then use this year and next year to build it over over two drafts. I mean, it's it's really going to be fascinating to see. Monty Austin Ford, Cardinal fans going to be eating good. You can eat good with our friends at Some Burrows. Check them out here in the Valley. Fantastic selection. Great taco bar to hang out with your friends. Margaritas to go. And uh, their guac, it's mouth-watering. They've been a staple here since 1986 throughout the Valley and Flagstaff. So you're never far from a delicious time with our friends at Sunborough. Best part of moving to the East Valley. I got one right down the street. My family and I visit regularly. You can check them out locally or visit them at sunboroughs.com to find one closest to you. And if you're looking for gas at a premium, uh, not a premium price, but uh, a premium inner circle program, check our friends out at circlek.com slash store dash locator. It's America's thirst stop. Save 25 cents per gallon. Your first five fill-ups becoming an inner circle member was the best decision I could make when I talk about how often I fill up my car. And if I want snacks at Every free six selection of pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks, and more. I like membership programs that give me stuff for free, and I like those programs to also be free. And that's what Circle K's Inner Circle is. Again, check them out today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for more details. You guys are crushing it in the chat. Leave a like on this video. Mr. Alex. Clancy, Locked On Cardinals, where can the peeps find your stuff? Doing great work. Did we lose him last last segment? We lost some producer Jacob? What happened? He, You know what he said? He said, you know what? I've, I've gone on a high note on my takes today. And uh, he, he, he said, bon, bon voyage. That's all right. Clancy, crushing it. Check him out. Locked On Cardinals, wherever you get your podcast. Check us out. GoPHNX.com. How about this? Solo Johnny today for the last couple minutes. You guys deserve it. Deserve a diehard membership. GoPHNX.com. Become a diehard. If you haven't been in on our diehard Q&A, it is off the chain every single Thursday. There's producer Jacob crushing it at his house. What's going on? I'll hang out. How's it going, Johnny? Give us your draft. Give us a hot take on the NFL draft. Give us a hot Hot take take on the NFL draft. It's not here soon enough. Oh, man. You're, You're preaching to the choir, brother. Hell yes. Everybody like this video. Subscribe to PHNX Sports. Subscribe to PHNX Cardinals wherever you get your podcasts. If you are not tapped in to what we got going on, Bo and I dropped an audio-only podcast that landed last night at like midnight. Every single day, just about, you're going to be able to open your podcast feed and find live work, archive work from Bo and I and the rest of the team here at PHNX Sports. So subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Become a diehard. Pick up a free hat and or t-shirt every single year. Guess what? Tomorrow, Bo Brock, he's back. Damon Dog, both he and Damon, live from Mobile, Alabama. Reese's Senior Bowl, wire-to-wire coverage. Check us out on social at Johnny Venerable, PHNX underscore Cardinals, at Bo Brock. Everybody, have a happy Monday. We'll see you. Manana. Peace.